0: This episode is brought to you by The Rudy Project. Thank you so much to Mike Bunting and the team at The Rudy Project for sponsoring today's episode. If you want to receive 35% off everything that is Rudy Project, from helmets to sunglasses to gear, please check out the show description notes, and you will find a link where you can set up an ambassador account to get, that's right, 35% off everything. Also, we have a newsletter uh, that is on the website, stupidquestions.show. If you sign up for that newsletter and give us a follow on Instagram, it's just our stupid questions podcast. Anyway, I'll link it in the the notes. Um, If you follow us and sign up for the newsletter, you will be entered for a drawing that we will be... Uh, doing for some Rudy Project gear. There are shirts, there are hats, there is water bottles, there are sunglasses, uh, a number of different things. So if you want to be entered into that drawing, again, please go follow us on Instagram and sign up for the newsletter at stupidquestions.show. That is the website. Thank you so much. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this next edition of the Stupid Questions Podcast. Today, we have on the podcast Mr. Mark Dubrick. He is a professional triathlete, uh, recently gone long course from short course. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about his life, his upbringing, um, what inspired him, how he got into what he's doing, his interaction with Jan Ferdino on that clip that went viral uh, for the PTL US Open, and many other things. Um, this episode runs about an hour and a half long. So, It was a little longer, but so much fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much to Mark, obviously, for jumping on. Well, Cool, man. Thank you so much, Mr. Mark Dubrick, for jumping on the podcast. Um, The first question I just want to open up with, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet um, in the past, but I like to ask the question kind of in third person, who is Mark Dubrick?
1: Who is Mark Dubrick? Well, first off, thanks for having me. Third time's a charm. We figured out the phone issues. (laughs) We, uh, we got past the computer issues, but yeah, who's Mark Dubrick? Um, definitely very passionate about sports, passionate about triathlon and, um, hopefully growing the sport of triathlon to, to more people. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been doing swim, bike, run for quite a few years now, grew up a swimmer, switched to running, ran in college. Um, and now just kind of living the dream. This is a dream job and yeah, hopefully get to do it for a lot longer.
0: Yeah, it's super awesome. So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in a town called DeKalb. It's an hour straight west um, on 88 outside of Chicago. So most of the time okay. I just say Chicago, but um, sure. maybe we'll have some people on here who who know. But yeah, Northern Illinois University is there.
0: Nice.
1: Um, school of, uh, I grew up like going to, I went to a private middle school in uh, okay. elementary and high school and then switched to the public schools in high school. But yeah, I graduated uh, with 17 people, eighth grade class and then uh that's bigger than my four
0: so you had four were you homeschooled <laughs> yeah. so those your siblings well, no it was a private school but there was only four eighth graders so it was very small three girls and me
1: oh wow lucky guy <laughs> yeah
0: somewhat i had a crush on one but the one that i like she didn't like me and the other one liked oh, me and it was no. like it was a mess yeah
1: <laughs> four people all right and they weren't your siblings you weren't homeschooled
0: no definitely wasn't homeschooled my mom tried it at kindergarten and then she immediately was like yeah after six weeks Hooked on phonics, I'm not into it. We're getting you in school,
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, you got me beat. I've never heard of that small of a class. Um, yeah, very small, yeah. Just so just outside of uh Chicago is where I grew up, and yeah, it's a farm town. Um, just I had a great group of kids mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. I have two older siblings as well, so we are active, you know, every day, sun up to sundown, um, playing whatever, catch the flag, playing yeah, it's street hockey, and then uh, yeah, so very active growing up.
0: Yeah, that's really neat. So the more of a rural setting, it sounds like, where you were living?
1: Yeah, kind of a mix. I mean, we had, I'll just put it into context, we still had like Drive Your Tractor to School Day. And we had like FFA, okay. which is Future Farmers of America. I never did that. But yeah, very diverse um, town. I mean, I think there's probably, I don't even know, actually, 40,000 people in DeKalb um, we bought a big university. So you get qu- quite a, a big diversity just simply because of that as well.
0: Yeah. So why private school when you were, um, I guess it was like grade school, middle school.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. Just what my parents thought was best for me. Um, I'd say it was probably good. I mean, I wouldn't call myself sure. a, a rebel or anything. My parents mm-hmm. were definitely harder on me, uh, growing up, but, um sports and and then my parents and Mm -hmm. a bunch of coaches and teachers like I mean I guess it's just who they wanted me to be uh influenced by in a way
0: yeah for sure so where are you at in the lineup of siblings in terms of age the youngest yeah so my sister
1: she's exactly five years older than me we share the same birthday uh November 15th yeah wow
0: Wow, that's really impressive that was always my fun fact
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was my go-to fun fact you know when they do those icebreakers in middle school, high school, whatever. Yeah, I was like, I share my birthday with four other family, or three other family members. There's my sister, exactly five years older than me. My cousin, uh, exactly five years older. They're they're four hours apart. And then my grandpa, we all share the same birthday.
0: Wow, that's really, I mean, (laughs) I've heard of like, so my wife's family, they have, I don't know, 13 cousins and stuff and all. um, And some of them do share very close birthdays and maybe even one or two in the same. But to have that level of planning i don't know what do you call that.
1: <laughs> yeah planning or uh yeah I don't, I don't even know i don't really want to think about uh the whatever the, the nine <laughs> months before <laughs>
0: sure so yeah. so as a kid uh it sounds like you you were pretty high energy like you're playing hockey doing all these things was it like yeah hey, definitely. Mark, get out of the house
1: yeah i just i just just was very active and and had a great group of uh friends and and I, like I started swimming simply because my parents really didn't want me to uh, like drown, I guess, when we'd go to the lake mm-hmm. or go, like, go boating or anything. Sure. Um, my siblings both did that, and I just kept with it all the way through, um, I mean, competitively all the way through high school. Um, and then when I ran in college, I kind of took a break. I was like, I want to just focus on running, see how good I can get it at that. But just because of a few injuries, um, classic college runner, you know, would jump back in the pool for cross training, you know, no, no weight, no load on the body there. Um, but yeah, swimming was the start. And then just again, friends and, um, my parents just, we were in the sporting community, I guess, started Mm -hmm. running a bit more and, uh, ended up liking that a lot more.
0: Yeah. So are you more extroverted or introverted?
1: I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like I, um, Sometimes I don't do best with public speaking. Like mm-hmm. this is, I'm getting used to this. I'm doing more and more of it. And, that's, sure. and again, that's why I'm doing it, to get better at it. Yeah. Um, it. It's still intimidating. And sometimes I fumble over my words or, or whatever. Um, yeah. But like with friends, with certain friends, with people, I don't know. It's just like, there's a weird connection sometimes with people. And it's just like, I can talk yeah. continuously, you know? So yeah, so I, I definitely have the like, switch moods but i'd say yeah definitely a bit more outgoing and uh talkative but i definitely sometimes uh keep to myself and and i can be fine like being alone as well
0: yeah for sure i i'm so i grew up pretty extroverted but the older i've gotten i've learned how to be a little more extra or introverted Mm -hmm. and i i start to appreciate my time alone a little bit more um i I guess that comes with age but i was curious if it it was some similar with you but you yeah definitely i think it's
1: very similar so it's actually funny um it's it's not quite as fun but for a while I had to travel alone for all the triathlons so I was going mm-hmm. to these random random places like places you'd never want to go or not want to go but places you wouldn't usually go because yeah. um, I was going there for a, a short course triathlon race and a lot of those were, were by myself you know I'd meet people at the races but you know big travel days alone and I mean it's yeah it's good sometimes but traveling and And most of the time, training is definitely better with with other people.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I would have to agree. So with swimming, um, I'm curious. So I've been swimming for all of about three years, really. Um, And in that time, you know, as you progress, like I start to understand what swimming feels like. So do you have can you talk a little bit about like, when you started swimming to when you started to just like, add-on pieces of your stroke or you start to realize like, oh, this works better than that. Like, did you have those kind of experiences where you're kind of tacking on new levels of skill where you felt like how to maintain speed by a certain body movement or position?
1: A little bit. Um, so growing up, it's more just for fun. Um, you sure. know, you're going there to hang out with your friends. Of course you're competitive when you get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really good club, swim club. Um, I mean, we were always competing for like state titles and stuff. And then I also had a really good and really fun uh, high school program. So, of course, in high school, um, it is a bit more serious, but also is is fun. And I think the coaches along the way really helped kind of tack on those um, skills of, of, like, underwater works. That's really important in pool swimming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, stroke and, like, stroke analysis we do. Um, but a lot of it was just kind of just pounding around pounding the yardage out um yeah. and and you'd have these clinics and you'd yeah like i said get those stroke analysis get a camera under the water or if there was like a viewing window you definitely yeah. can pick out some uh inefficiencies but mostly it was just swimming a lot yeah all the time
0: <laughs> yeah i know no, that's what i've heard yeah my coach would pound that for the first couple of years he's like yep it's just must to get faster you gotta swim a lot more so that's how it works
1: and i think that that's very true for, for like people who started swimming. I, I don't necessarily believe that that's what new swim, new adult swimmers. I think y'all call it adult onset swimming. It's like some sort of uh, acronym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like a disease. But, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think like more is more for swimming, especially like it depends on your age. I mean, like sure. I was living in the water. Like I like, my skin was, like, I was, like, growing scales with how much chlorine was in my system. Um, but, wow. yeah, I think it's a bit different the older you get or what, depending on when you start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but I'm not, like, seasoned enough to really say that I know one way or the other. So I look forward to, like, talking to other people who have a lot more swim experience. Because, I mean, you started swimming when you were how old now, you said?
1: Uh, Probably five. I, five you your...
0: And you're 27, 28, yeah, 28. I'll be
1: 29 November 15th, so oh, getting getting there, getting yeah. in the prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in a good the age. Prime. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So I did some reading on you and looked at your uh college. I guess in your college record with the Tigers or whatever. I think it's the Tigers. They included yeah. all of the many, many, things you did. Um. So in you, according to your vast history in cross country, I spotted on the Tigers website the you. Must have started running when you were pretty young. Was that like at the same time that you were into swimming as well? And I think you told me that a little bit, but I was trying to get that kind of definitive line.
1: I would say I I did like club track and club uh, a few things, but nothing too serious. Um, I mean, really, it wasn't at all serious. It was all really fun um, until like right before high school. So still pretty young.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, that should be probably.
1: Yeah, and I was running. I actually wasn't running really at all. Um, my coach was my mom. The first time I joined cross country, my mom and my co- my mom is my coach. <laughs> okay, nice. was at the time. So I'm trying to say this straight. Yeah. Um, because we had to start own, our own cross country program. That that private school I went to didn't have a cross country team. This is for seventh and eighth grade. So okay. we, we paid the whatever hundred dollars for the the club fee, and then she let me design my own kit. So it was like I think I put it was St. Mary's middle school or elementary school so i think i put that in like flame little letters nice it was just me yeah it was only me um but yeah i didn't really run i just she just dropped me off at swim practice and then i'd get my fitness from that and then maybe i think once a week i would go run with a friend or something or join the uh the other middle schools they're super welcoming um i couldn't run for their team but they were still inviting me to the practices which is really nice
0: yeah, that's really good. So you start get to stack yourself up against other people a little bit, probably in your mind at that age.
1: Yeah, and just get to meet more people. Like for me, yeah. that's what it was about at the time. And then, and then obviously it was even better getting into high school. I already had these like crazy cross country kids I was friends with, and meeting yeah. up for cross country practice and track practice and stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't until college that I ran through a winter. So in high school, it was I always take a uh, Yeah, it was cross country. You know, run a little bit over the summer. Um, I actually, we had a challenge in high school about who could like, it was a thousand miles over the summer and I forget what that breaks wow. down to per week. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really not that much. I think it's maybe 30 or 40 miles a week for the summer. I forget what it is. Maybe it's more than that, but I, I not remember getting yeah. the, <laughs> the top 10, top 10 list, but I, I had only my swimming miles in there. I think I ran maybe 20 miles over the summer uh, okay. and I just, <laughs> My, my coach let me convert my uh yeah. my swimming. And then yeah. uh yeah, I just did cross country swimming track for for those four years in high That's school. That's Really awesome.
0: So when did you start to notice that you had some I guess skill slash talent in the sports?
1: Um in sports or in, or in in running?
0: Yeah, I guess we can go with running first.
1: Um I yeah. So running, I guess the almost like when i joined this club uh in seventh and eighth grade i forget just like just still just swimming um we went to this aau nationals aau is like the governing body um similar to like usatf usa track and field yeah um and we i think we lost by two points um but i was it was like my second cross-country race ever um and i got i think seventh or something there so yeah, and not running like so it was a good start, and that just made it fun. Like uh, success always is, sure. you know, makes makes things more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just like the really good group of uh, guys and still friends that I have from that, you know, seventh and eighth grade. <laughs> team. Yeah.
0: do you still have friends today from those like times?
1: Yeah, we stay we stay in touch. It's funny, all five of us or maybe seven of us ran division one um okay. so we are at we able we were able to race almost once a season which is really fun yeah and most of fun. them are in chicago actually still
0: okay nice yeah. that's really neat uh have you noticed any of those friends from that world that also moved in triathlon into triathlon? a
1: little bit yeah it's exciting because i'll have a message me every once in a while about like hey is this is this a decent price for a bike like what should nice. i be doing on the bike like all this stuff that's awesome um, which is fun for me yeah able to reconnect with them and and hopefully get them into to triathlon.
0: Yeah. So what was it like uh, going into out of high school and then you're getting into college and then you decide to run for division one? Like, was that were they scouting you out in high school or did you just kind of show up and apply and like, hey, here are my times? Like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, I would, I would say I was like a preferred walk on. I had mm-hmm. uh, from that club team, I had a teammate who was a year ahead of me who, who went to University of Missouri or Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Um, So I I visited him and then I also went for uh, an official visit. So you get five official visits um, where the school kind of pays for you to get there. They usually put you up with someone on the team and then you have food covered and all this stuff. Um, And I was not good enough to get a scholarship really anywhere. Um, I looked at a pretty diverse set of schools, Division 3, which doesn't even give scholarship at all. And then Division 2, I looked at a few of those. They can give scholarship. And then some Division 1 where I definitely was going to have to walk on. Um, I just kind of wanted to get to the best school I could get to to run. Um, And then Mizzou, like, it wasn't great academically, but it was just a perfect fit. I really enjoyed it. Um, So, yeah, preferred walk-on. But Mizzou, I think they still have this. It's it's really easy to get in-state tuition. So I paid out of state. I had some high school scholarships, was great, which was great, academic scholarship going in for the first year. Mm-hmm. And all you need to do to get that in-state tuition was stay for a year, make $2,000, get a lease, and get a license. Um, so pretty easy. I mean, you're going to want to yeah. stay summer after your freshman year anyways. Yeah, sure. Um, and I was, I ended up taking classes. So I didn't have to take as much during the year. Um, and yeah, it was like a, essentially a $15,000 scholarship. What? From out of That's, state to in state. Yeah. So it made it very, very reasonable to go to Mizzou as well. And then, and then after that, my third year, I was awarded a scholarship, which was great.
0: So I, I assume for running.
1: For running. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, I think they were kind of just rewarded me for for uh, sticking it out. Yeah. In a way we had a, a coaching change and, you know, instead uh, a lot of people went in like, Hey, I'm going to leave unless you up my scholarship. I went in and it was like, Hey, I love this school. love this program. I'm not right. here to talk about scholarship. I'm here to tell you I'm committed and, and I'm ready to stay and get to work. Um, and they I ended up giving me more scholarship, which was great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I'm for two things. I have questions because I just don't know. Yeah. what does preferred walk-on mean? does that mean that yeah I don't is...
1: think it's a it's a proper thing like a proper name um okay. like I verbally committed like I talked to the coach okay. we were doing everything except for me signing like an, a national letter of intent for okay for it so like I didn't go to school like not sure if I was gonna make the team like yeah. most walk-ons come on um and like maybe kind of try out. I wouldn't yeah. say most, but a lot, like, maybe don't know. But for cross-country, there's – this it's probably changed. These numbers numbers have changed. There's yeah. only 12.7 or something full-ride um, scholarships that's that nice. they're allowed to award, and that that's actually for track. So cross-country yeah. is under that umbrella of the track scholarships. So yeah. a lot of distance runners really don't get much funding unless um, the school is not really focused on track because track runners, you know, they can do – you know cross country you got cross country indoor outdoor which is nice but at mm-hmm. track meets you're probably only doing one or two events where sprinters um can do you know yeah. 3 to 4 and if they yeah. can, if they're really good they can score so um it just depends on the the program's focus where like SEC very sprint um sprint heavy the the distance programs have definitely come a long way like they're sure. definitely top top in the nation as well but they're they'll always be like a sprint Sprint school, school. Yes.
0: Interesting. So I'm curious also with like division one, two II, and three, do you know what kind of criteria a university or institution has to reach to say I'm D one?
1: I do not actually. Um, need to research on that. yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, to research. I, I don't know, you know, you hear schools who switch every once in a while and then they'll have to kind of like sit out a few years or a year, mm-hmm. um, from any competitions or, like, postseason, like, championship games. Like, but, yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure what is the deciding factor for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, when it comes to college, how did that fit in with your sporting life, like, this other side of you that was continuing to grow, and maybe you were even thinking,
1: oh, this might become
0: what I do professionally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not thinking about pro triathlon quite, like, quite – yeah i don't think i mean i i did a few i did this junior elite series which was like it's the intro to draft legal triathlon because mm-hmm. there's two types of triathlon there's the the iron mans that you see yeah. which is non-drafting um and that's like 70 there's olympic distance yeah. and then there's like 70.3 and fulls. um and then there's yeah the stuff that's in the olympics which would be draft legal and those are sprint distance and olympic distance and this Junior Elite Series is kind of the the USA's version, the introduction to that type of racing. So I did that and loved it. It was an absolute blast. Um, that was my introduction into the triathlon kind of community as well. Um, but yeah, when I got to college, it was just like, I want to run, I want to see what I can do running. Um, but honestly, yeah, being a, a student athlete definitely helped, my um, like being an athlete helped my, my studies, I'd say. Because um, if there was something like available to me, as far as like tutors, which there there were a bunch of tutors available for free, I'm taking that. Like I'm maximizing, like on these resources, and that I've kind of always been that way. Um, so there's a really good career development um, program. Good friends with the guy who ran that. He actually went to NIU, so we would talk about my hometown Decalb, because yeah. that's where he was for five years before going to Mizzou. And then yeah, there's tutors that we had available. There was all these awesome resources that helped my studies. So, I think I was definitely a better student from from the stuff that the resources I had available because of of running.
0: So, Mark Dubrick seems like an A student. Is that a record? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I was
1: not an A student. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I also had to study. So like, there's those people that are really annoying where, you know, they don't study, they just go to class they listen a little and they come in and and ace the tests. I was not that way. I had to study. Um, I had to focus, I had to do all this stuff. Um, especially when you miss a lot of class, like, yeah, I I was missing like quite a bit of class and, and I wasn't on some of these, like, like the basketball players during March Madness. They're not even going to school for like. A month and a half. I feel like
0: yeah, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> but we would leave. It got better as as I got further into college. I, I switched from a fisheries and wildlife degree to a business management. Um, just Fish a much better rod. fit. Yeah, very. It's like environmental. It was in that that kind of side of it, and it just like was fun. Good hobby. I love outdoor stuff. I love fishing. Love all that stuff. Um, but not, I guess, as a profession. I realized, and mm-hmm. so I switched to business to get a degree. And and when you get two years in or a year into your you know, the business school, you don't have classes on Friday or you usually don't. So that really helped as yeah. well because we mostly leave Thursday afternoons for these races. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, re- I wouldn't miss any class, which is very helpful.
0: Yeah, that is super helpful. Um, so why business admin?
1: Uh, just get a degree. Yeah, yeah. I was, was busy. Yeah, business uh, with an emphasis on management and I got a minor in entrepreneurship. Um, and some of those classes for the entrepreneurship minor were actually my favorite. It was just yeah. super low key. Most of them just had guest speakers, business owners, mm-hmm. um, kind of anyone. Um, just they'd come in, tell their story, and and just let us ask questions. Yeah,
0: that's literally the same degree I have. I had an associates as well in construction, but my business was exactly the same.
1: Where did you, was... you go to school?
0: A uh, small private university in college dale tennessee it's right outside of chattanooga it's called southern evidence okay. university um awesome. yeah they had intramurals but no like any real sports they had like a triathlon club and i joined it once and like nobody was into it i was like okay whatever <laughs> yeah but,
1: it's not gonna be fun if no one else is there
0: <laughs> yeah no it wasn't as fun uh, but a fun fact when i met my wife actually in college um I started hanging out with her and she expressed interest for doing this local sprint try and i was like oh i want to do one she's like i don't know i was like no we're doing it and we signed up right there and like that's how we started hanging out was <laughs> training for this triathlon and now thinking about it man it was actually insane because we were getting up at 6 a.m and hopping on these road bikes on a very busy part of the road with no lights <laughs> i remember one time we pulled off on the side of the road this lady's like honking out she's like i see you here every morning you're gonna get hit and die i was like i'm fine it was literally now that i cycle a lot it's like that was the stupidest thing we could have yeah. done. Like, so I actually
1: love I love hearing these stories of like the, the begin the beginnings of, of yeah. someone fighting in the sport. And yeah, it's, it's f- kind of funny. The, the things that people do or that, I mean, oh, I did yeah. some really stupid things as well, yeah. but you, I guess you learned from it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. So do you think that your college degree was worth it? Do you think uh, that-
1: yeah I, I think it I think it was um like college versus no college I definitely think it was worth it and Good. a lot of that was um like being a student athlete you, like you can only do that once mm-hmm. um and I I was never really into the partying so I, I was think. yeah focusing on being the best student athlete I could be um and yeah. making the most out of those five years went five years um that I could because that's like you do it once and and that's it
0: yeah, for sure. So then when you're um now, at the, we're going to skip ahead just a little bit for this yeah. question, I guess. But now that you're a professional, you're getting more attention and I assume you're getting more sponsorships or you're trying to like negotiate contracts. Do you think that your like business acumen that you were able to garner during that time helped prepare you for what you're having to deal with now?
1: I think it did. Um, yeah. A little bit, at least. Uh, I think what's prepared me most is just doing it um getting out networking meeting people yeah. and um yeah that's the biggest thing is you get so much i mean s- nowadays like the sponsorship stuff has, has changed so like in such it's such a different yeah like
0: Social i don't even know how versus, to put it yeah
1: yeah it used to be like the best athletes get the best deals now it's those that are probably have the most influence <laughs> Maybe yeah, have the best influence, um, can reach the most people, uh, the YouTube channel, Instagram, yeah. whatever, or the people that are most well connected. Yeah. Um, so, I've d- I've tried to kind of do everything. Uh, I have a hard time like making my own YouTube videos. I did that for a little bit. Maybe I'll get back to it. Um, I do enjoy the so- Like I do enjoy the social media stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely need help with certain things and the same with the negotiations and the contracts. Like, um, I enjoy all that stuff. I, I learn, I'm learning about it, but I have, I'm getting help with those negotiations. Um, but man, it was, yeah, it's been a, it's been a grind. Like the short course scene is, was, is pretty tough. Like the sponsors in the U S there's, it just seems very minimal. Like I had Mm -hmm. the hardest time finding anyone, Who's really willing to like kind of support? But I had like obviously have my family, I have my coach, I have a a bunch of people in my corner who enabled me to get whatever four years in the short course scene. But it just came a time where I had to decide that like okay, I'm either going to be done in this done with triathlon within the year, or I need to switch my focus to the seventy point three and the longer Mm -hmm. stuff, and then I can keep doing what I love and 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 possibly give like those other goals that I have alongside with triathlon, I can keep doing those or keeps like pushing towards achieving those other goals. Um, cause the sponsorship for long course and like these non-draft stuff, it's mm-hmm. much better in the U S. Um, it seems like at least I've had much better luck, better community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of enabled me to, yeah, keep doing this.
0: Yeah. I think it's a lot, probably has a lot to do also with the just the popularity what's more popular in the u.s because of the Mm -hmm. iron man brand i think that that has carried a lot of the industry in that direction because like that's where the broadcasting has happened um which will be interesting to see what super league does with trying to you know take over a few different cities here in the u.s for the short course stuff um but was that the main reason that you switched from short to long was because like sponsorship stuff like
1: yeah um sponsorship stuff and i'll just say i was it was made very clear for me that the future of my short course triathlon was probably not going to be much longer i mean like someone essentially told me that so Mm -hmm. i you know had asked you know myself the hard questions like yeah of course the olympic olympics has always been a childhood dream but so is being a professional athlete and i have a lot of a lot of other goals that i want to accomplish a lot of other athletic goals and outside of sports goals um so yeah, just had to kind of make a, a hard decision. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say I have any regrets about stopping in short course, but um, I think it was yeah. I mean, it was, it was made very very clear that it was not gonna probably uh, end well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now I'm you know I had the probably the best year of triathlon that I've ever had, and I I'm hoping you know it feels like it. I've just, I've had this this ball of momentum now. Hopefully yeah. that ball is rolling and it continues to roll and I can keep, yeah, having these results and keep meeting more people, getting more sponsors and yeah, yeah, hopefully one day I'll be, you know, world champ and who knows what else.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Well you're young. I'm excited for you to see see it go. Um but I wanna dwell on that just for a second longer, if it's okay with you, because yeah. I mean it's it's raw. I know for me, in in the stuff that I've done if ever I have someone has approached me and like told me to go a different direction in something I just totally believed in, like it's not an easy thing to do when your identity becomes so wrapped up in one particular thing, or in this case, like a distance, I would assume, like how did you deal with, or are you still dealing with it? Like, is there still like a soft spot there where that still hurts to talk about or have you moved past it? Like, how have you dealt with it? Uh,
1: Yeah, not so much a soft spot. I mean, I think it was just, um, I just, yeah, the, politics of the Olympic sports. Um they they kind of want their athletes and the ones they've supported to to do well. Um, you know, and I I'm never someone I'm never gonna say I deserved anything. Like sure. Um, you know, you work your results, like my results weren't great. Like I'm I I'm someone who's always able to look look at it and be like, okay, I understand my results weren't great. I understand like some of my weaknesses. Um, I would say I didn't deserve that email necessarily or these yeah. like that stuff. Um, Give me honestly, their names like, so I can go tell them off. <laughs> I'm mad for you. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like, you know how like people sometimes beat around the bush with things and like, yeah. they don't just tell you directly. That directness, like it, it wasn't the only time I could, could see like it was kind of coming. My, again, sure. my results weren't great. So I was, I'm going to say that first. But I kind of saw it coming in a way. Um, but that directness was, honestly, I'm looking back at it now and, and, and obviously talking about it now is yeah, probably be the best thing. It wasn't like, OK, I'm going to drag this on for a little bit longer. No, like the next race, the next race. I, it just became clear that I needed to make a change, um, a change of focus. Uh, to. I mean, still in triathlon, of course, but just yeah, different sure. a different side of triathlon.
0: Sure. So what year was that or how long? That ago?
1: was last year. Oh, that was last <laughs> I mean, year. Yeah, I mean, I did short course this year. I did two in Chile. Yeah. That I guess that was me, like no, like it's you know I'm still fit. I believe in myself, and I do, of course. Um, but then was I was got a flat League? tire. It? Uh, no, it was uh, these two um, world triathlon events. Okay. W- yeah, okay. In, in February, and okay. I got a flat at one, and then um, did just I just raced really poor at the other one, um, and that was kind of that was kind of it in a way.
0: Okay. And yeah. then, so were you, because this year a lot's happened, then you raced those two events. Were you already kind of signed up for doing or looking to try to get into the PTO events or some of the 70.3s? Like, what was yep. the.
1: Yeah. So, the kind of the mix of adding long course with the short course schedule started two years ago, I'd say. I mm-hmm. broke my hand. So, coming off COVID, no one raced. You know, yeah. it was, it was essentially, line, we were all let off um, for whatever, a year and a half. And then finally races started coming back and I took that opportunity. I went to Europe and raced like the very first race after COVID, um, did very bad. And then I raced again the next weekend and I broke my hand. I was like, gosh, are you Uh, kidding me? Like didn't race for all this. And then now I broke my hand. Uh, I I ended up still racing with the broken hand. I did three races when I was over there. Oh, crazy man. Yeah. And that was my best race was the one with the broken hand, which was kind of funny. Um, it was very, very painful, but okay. everything was booked, non-refundable, so I was just gonna give it a try.
0: <laughs> How do you swim with a broken hand, Mark?
1: So thankfully, it was a very like weak race, I guess. There's the tears. There's World Trial. There's WTCS World Trial. Uh, sorry, WTCS World Cup Continental Cup, and this oh, was okay. like a low-end Continental Cup. But yeah, at that race, I just swam with like a closed fist, on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> A close <laughs> What did you break? Like the
0: metacarpal? Yeah, The, the fourth one. Yeah. Oh. I crashed
1: on the bike and then, um, I didn't really think much of it. I had like some gnarly road rash. That's what I was most worried about. And I'm in, I'm in, where am I in? Germany. Um, couldn't get an x-ray before my flight, but I was going to Egypt. So not only was it like another race, but it was in a place that was like extremely different than a, what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And, honestly it's still just like such a crazy experience the uh it was an all-inclusive hotel they made us stay in it because it's still kind of during covid um but the the doctor at this all-inclusive hotel he's like the first thing he told me uh his english was really good he's like it's my dream to be an american doctor like i'm gonna treat you like he like he was like always checking in on me making sure i'm okay Um, we got an x-ray and then next thing I knew I had a cast on my hand. I couldn't even say no. Um, they didn't let me. And then, um, yeah, so, but thankfully it was like, just like a partially hard cast with rap. So I, I would just take it off. I just took it off for the race, uh, and then (laughs) then put put it back on for the travel home. Um, but yeah, sorry. Long story, long lead into that. No,
0: you're good. You're good.
1: That kind of got me into, training for 70.3 main because at the time I was living up in Bedford New Hampshire with my coach James Peterson and the rest of the team mm-hmm. um that was just like kind of something that probably wasn't shouldn't have happened I guess but it was like for training it's so much easier to train when you have kind of a race or something on the schedule yeah. so I just did it as like a mental kind of trick and uh yeah. ended up like things progressed pretty well um I mean I was out of the pool for only 3 weeks I was able to get a waterproof cast but yeah, that was the intro into long course. And, you know, I got second there, I think. So I earned a world spot, um, 70.3 worlds. And yeah, that kind of was the start of like doing long course and short course. But still the focus was fully on short course because yeah. I knew I had a year and like three months before worlds the next year because um, the qualifications for for pros, it's not just like a, it's not the same, I guess. It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing like, how it works. Yeah, like but. rolls
0: after June or something. Yeah, like it changes every year
1: because like Depending this year. Is. Yeah, it depends on what Worlds is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So do you have a spot for New Zealand then?
1: Not yet. Yeah. yeah. So the th- like thankfully 70.3, especially if you are if you just race in North America, it rolls down quite a bit. Yeah. Um. I, f- I forget which race. The seventy point three Michigan and then seventy point three Augusta happened. Jackson yeah. Laundry on RTS did really well. Yeah, I was down there with him. It um it rolls down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you get towards like the end, end of, of that qualification. Yeah. So it's like sometimes it rolls down to like seventh, eighth, ninth place. Yeah. Cool man. So the the plan will be, yeah, to, to race there. I actually wanna go for like a month and a half over to oceana so australia and new zealand Uh, i want to do noosa it's a famous olympic distance race oh cool um and then stay over there and then obviously race 70.3 worlds in december
0: yeah sweet man that'll be fun looking forward to it so you had with so far in 70.3 i believe three podiums then is that correct
1: um yeah three podiums but some of my better races have definitely been off the podium
0: yeah like worlds Um, this year right
1: yeah worlds this year was definitely a a great race for me um just everything that my coach and i have been working on just like it did it just clicked on one day um i mean it's just been things have just been coming together we've kind of been seeing it um all this hard work i've had a really great off season last last winter and we start started seeing that all kind of click started in saint anthony's um which is an olympic race it was a duathlon but my my run was was good there. Both mm-hmm. runs were pretty good. The bike was good, um, and then like St. George was the North American champs. Mm-hmm. Um, the bike again a bit better, and we were able to compare that performance to like the year six months earlier. There was a seventy point three Worlds, yeah. so same course, almost similar conditions, a little different. We were able to compare, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's just been like all the hard work has 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 finally like been showing. Um, yeah that's kind of one of the biggest lessons that I, th- I think we were talking about this before, like for swimming, at least like what are those things that you mentally like you've been working on. I think mm-hmm. the more I get into sport, it's like the more you are okay with that delayed gratification. Mm. Like it's never ever going to be um, the next day, the next week where you see the results. And then the same thing goes with something neg- like something that holds you down or something that bothers you. It's like, it's probably going to pass. It's like, it's not just don't let one thing ruin your day. One workout, ruin your day kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, It actually reminds me similar things that you're saying that, uh, Emma Pallant shared with just her journey of like the delayed gratification to be able to be okay and sit back and work on something and then, you know, trust that it'll come to fruition. So that's really, that's really inspiring. Um, so with the, um, work that you do now with being a professional, is this something that is completely sustaining you? Or are you having to do like some work on the side as well to kind of continue to help and support it?
1: I've worked pretty much like a job alongside triathlon since 2018. When I took my elite card, um, I, I was working at New Balance at a mall for a little bit. And that was probably the, the least uh, energy efficient work because yes. you're, you're driving <laughs> to work. You know, I was working 20 to 25 hours a week on my feet. um, And I mean, it was good. It it was like it paid the rent. um, And then, yeah. So like I said, it was just been a grind and short course just because you're not really getting many sponsors. And and even when you win a Continental Cup, it's that low tier of the three, like you're losing money, um, even if you win. So yeah, I've worked yeah. alongside, but recently, I mean, as of two years ago, I guess I found, um, I started working with the magic five. So they make those custom fitted goggles and that's been perfect. Um, part-time fully remote with a great, uh, team. Like they're all swimmers, triathletes, yeah. um, close friends as well. Um, so that's been a really great, um, kind of work to have like right Right before this, I, I mean, I worked a little bit. And then over breakfast, I worked a little bit as well. So it's just like really flexible, clock in whenever, just answer tickets. Um, yeah, it's a really good company.
0: Yeah, so you do mostly like customer support tickets? Yep,
1: it's customer service, no phones, just email. That's um, awesome. But right now my my letter E on my keyboard doesn't work, so it's been <laughs> kind of frustrating. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, like my computer is 2013, so um do you know travis from the daily try
0: i do actually I interviewed so, him like a couple weeks ago yeah
1: Yeah, super great guy he was out he was out at super league and i was talking about my my computer and he had bought a mac from on amazon and and it's been it's amazon prime day or today and tomorrow yeah. so i just messaged him uh before our call i was like yo which one which one was it um because i think they're just like 20 percent off or something yeah. and so we'll see. I might have a new computer. Good for you, in the man. In next few days. Yeah. It's a write-off, it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if anybody out there wants to help Mark Dubrick, we will tag him if somebody wants to donate him something. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's it, go.
1: I'll put, whoever it is, I'll put their sticker on the back. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. can get some sure. logo placement.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so I'm curious. Oh, actually, this is going to be super random, but I just had this crazy idea. So with 70.3 athletes or long course stuff, what if you guys started selling like a patch of your kit or something that you could like have printed on like someone's name and like because you're you're buying like a hundred dollar spot or something or yeah I mean
1: spot. that's the goal um it's, is like, that a thing is that happening like other well, than sponsors like it's logo placement it's like yeah. any any I guess any like advertisement spot um but it's just like getting people who want like who who find value yeah. in that or who see a uh might see a return. Um, and then that kind of comes back to like okay how much how many eyes what's my reach of my you know photos my instagram my youtube um but yeah i mean that's definitely the idea Uh, like if you have a like this is real tri squad um jack Rue is the the clothing sponsor Mm -hmm. that we have and the cycling sponsor but yeah that's kind of the goal is yeah so if anyone wants I mean, they could do my helmet. Like, we'll, let's talk. How
0: much? <laughs> how much do I have to pay you for Worlds next year to wear a kit from Jackrew that we designed that just says stupid questions right across the front? <laughs> Make it super tacky so everyone knows and like, what is that?
1: What is that? Well, what's your max budget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, we just started a few months ago, um, so I'm just joking. Yeah, um, ten grand. There you go.
1: <laughs> deal. <laughs>
0: I, I actually, if we grow, I want to want to and have some cash to put around. I I would actually be interested in doing something like that. I think that'd be super fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd call. Yeah, you know me now. I call Perfect. first dibs. Yeah, for <laughs>
0: sure. Sweet. So I'm curious with Magic Five stuff to go back to that for a second. Do you sign each support ticket as Mark Dubrick?
1: No, just uh, just it is. Have a great day. fast regards, Mark. <laughs>
0: Mark. Oh man. Yep. I, cause I'm sure somebody would be like, Oh,
1: oh no way. Mark Newberg. That's cool. like, <laughs> well, be such... it's funny. Like, I think, um, until recently, not many people, not many people knew I worked there. Um, just last week I posted like an open position that we were, we were trying to fill mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, Oh, sh- Oh shit. Like you answered a ticket of mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not many people know I work there and, um, yeah, no, I'm, It's fine not having best regards, Mark Dubrick, because sometimes you got to draw the line, you know, like people will people will get kind of crazy over uh, over the keyboard, you know, these keyboard warriors. So, yeah. Yeah. And I got to follow the 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 rules of of our uh, customer service. So I'm sorry if I drew the line on you and couldn't help you out, but I'll give you a best regards. Have a great day.
0: Yeah, and I'll, we'll also link Mark's personal email for all hate mails <laughs> into... Don't to...
1: forget to give me a follow.
0: <laughs> yeah, give him that follow. Um, so I'm curious then with... So you're you're still in, pretty young in this. I mean, you, but you've been a part of triathlon for a long time, obviously, or sport in general. Five mm-hmm. years as a professional. More and more of what you do is like creating a foundation for who you are, in, but not only how other people see you, but how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious do you think about or have you thought about how your identity is currently shaped and molded by like this sport of triathlon? And if something were to happen or like, could you make that shift easily? Do you think you could kind of go into something else or would that just be like super difficult? Obviously I think it would be difficult, but like, do you (laughs) think about those types of things?
1: Yeah, I actually do think about it every once in a while. Um, I think the shift would be challenging right now, but I'd say it's like, with every year every um new connection i make it's it's getting just a bit like easier or like it's become becoming more clear of like okay like i understand i want to be in this sport for whatever four or five more years who knows how many more actually um but yeah these all these connections like i treat it like um like are these people that i might want to work with like these partnerships it's like a, a or the sponsors I get now, it's almost like I'm treating it like a uh, an interview process yeah. of like meeting the people in the company, showing mm-hmm. them what I can do, but also like, is it really fun working with them? How are they mm-hmm. with communication? So stuff like that, little things I think about. Um, yeah, cause yeah, this athletics is not going to be you know a lifelong thing, but mm-hmm. I know after I'm done competing, I'll definitely want to be in the triathlon world. Um, it's a really fun community. I was I was at Nice. Um, so I did seventy point three worlds. Yeah. I did the Toulouse Super League, and then I was only five hour train ride away from Nice for the, uh, the Ironman World Champs. Yeah. So I, t- I was taking a little break from training, anyways. I went there and and just absolutely had a blast. Met so many cool people, and yeah, yeah it's just a fun community. And um, I would lo- yeah love to kind of transition into whatever it may be a, a manager, a sports agent, uh, someone who's in in charge of like the the pro um whatever the pro community um at these races. So it's coming becoming more clear, but still a long way to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what is your greatest weakness as a person?
1: As a person, dang, you did just jump straight into that <laughs> I was like, oh let's interview Mark on the interview. travel What's your greatest weakness? Yeah. <laughs> My greatest weakness as a person. Um Man, I, I would say, you know, sometimes, yeah, dang, you really got me on that one.
0: Mark is perfect, everyone. What's, what you? No,
1: no, no, no. What's no, your I'm greatest weakness? You
0: <laughs> What's my greatest weakness? Yeah. My greatest weakness is sometimes falling into the trap um, of seeking personal, like, gratification or... Um, in believing what others think about me mm. And I'll go into that a little bit deeper for a second So this actually on the 16th is coming up um, How many years is it going to be? I'm 31 It'll be 15 years since I lost my dad when I was 16 mm. I'm sorry Super difficult thing to go Thank through you. Obviously for anyone um, Or lose anyone in period But because of that Just kind of the absence of, fa- of a father And I was a late bloomer I quickly like subconsciously or consciously started looking outside of like my own family circle specifically a lot of my friends dads to see how could I kind of get what I was missing so I worked really hard I've always been a hard worker but I did mm-hmm. that almost to like because it was like this underlying thing where I, I wanted to work so hard because I wanted to impress these these guys these men these fathers mm-hmm. I like I really wanted them to like encourage me. So in, in in instead of just like kind of asking for affirmation or like being honest or whatever, I started to like do things that would hopefully garner like this income of, you know, just words of affirmation and stuff like that. So, um and, and it's gotten better, but as I got older, that started to become like a not great habit. So I'm working to like impress a lot of these people, not everyone, usually just people who I esteem respectable or something. But I've been in several situations where I almost started living in like this, place of false realities where one time there was this guy who was running this company and i like had been close to him and he'd been kind of a mentor and whatnot and i had been so convinced in my own mind because he was going to be stepping down as the ceo that he was going to ask me to be ceo like i literally had this in my mind like it was going to happen and i i had i think a conversation with my wife where she was like almost like are you sure and that really bothered me at first but then i i garnered the courage to go and ask him straight up i was like I just have to ask you this. I have this belief that you're going to ask me to do X. And he was basically like, that is not even remotely close to what (sighs) I was thinking. And so that's when I realized, and that was probably five years ago. That's when I realized, oh my goodness, like I've got to get out of this headspace where I'm always living that Seth is the it and someone wants to like elevate me. So like that's, that's my greatest weakness. It's become less of a thing, I think, um, over time as I've gotten a little bit older but I can still fall into those ruts where I start living in a false reality where I think that the world is revolving around me. And then I wake up one day, I'm like, oh, shoot, that's not the case. So I should probably change that a little bit. So there's, oh, there's but, my weakness.
1: Yeah. And you're ready for that. But yeah, that's a great story. Really and obviously, that. the more like you kind of think about it, obviously, that's why you're probably getting better at it. Yeah. Like you're progressing and learning, okay, this would like your mindset, then you kind of can correct it, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, it's a good journey. It's a good journey. But we'll have to come back around to that question. Sometime. No, I'm, I'm ready now. I was, Are you ready? OK. Yeah,
1: you, you touched on one for me as well while you're okay. telling the story. And it's definitely and I think a lot of people might have this issue or it's a weakness is just think like caring so much about what people um, see you as or, or how they like the feelings. I don't even know how to word this. Yeah. Just caring what people think about you. Yeah. Uh, I probably take it to heart too much. Yeah. Um, and then obviously as you, as you get into social media, as you get your, yeah. your name, your image, your whatever out there, people, there's always going to be haters out there, especially on, on social media. Um, so yeah, just not caring what people think. And, uh, just, I think just always acting like myself in, in not putting any facade up in front of people. And then, yeah, that's probably my, my biggest weakness is caring too much about what people think.
0: For sure. So if anybody wants to ever message Mark in the months to come, hey, how you doing on this? Are you caring too much what we think? Shut it off.
1: Yeah, message me, you piece of shit. You no. suck. <laughs> you suck at cycling. And then it'll be a good practice for me. And it'll be like, I don't really care.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shut it off. Don't even read. I know a lot of pros, not a lot, but more and more pros are like having somebody else manage that stuff, because it starts to become crazy. Like, how have you dealt with I wouldn't, I mean, I'd say you're like middle famous of the road, like you're gaining more Probably popularity. Low,
1: low. I mean, I think the best viral thing I got besides like that little sprint finish at Worlds was the interaction with Jan at the PTO race.
0: I was going to ask about that, which is a great segue. Let's talk about yeah. that
1: <laughs> I mean, that was not stage at all. Like that was, yeah. full, that was real. Um. So in short course, you just pre-race, you're doing starts with everyone like you just jump into yeah. groups uh the coach will start you and uh, you know i'm just next to him i was like yeah, i'll just i'll like if he wants to do a little start he's looking like he's getting ready to go and then i swear <laughs> he just didn't hear me like he just said he, he didn't like, Talbot.
0: Do- he dove into it hard
1: yeah he's like excuse me um no it was it was really funny but uh, yeah i was i was like caught back a little bit yeah um but just rolled with the punches and, and it ended up being like pretty pretty a pretty funny uh interaction
0: It was actually gold, and I I was curious (laughs) to ask you how you actually felt, but, like, when I watched it, did I, I sent it to, like, five people, and I was crying, it was so funny, just the way that he put it, and it was at your expense, so I have to ask a little bit as I'm smiling, because I still think it's kind of funny, but, like, did that hurt your feelings at all?
1: No, and actually, this is, this is what we are I guess, the weakness part, I've been working on it, so Talbot kind of apologized, and then Kyle Glass, they're like, you know, like, just like apologize i'm like i could care like i could care less even jan a few weeks later messaged me um saying he had heard i like lost sleep over it and i'm like no like that's bad um, that's, that's good banter like that's what yeah. we need everyone needs to be able to do like i lived with joe skipper before 70.3 worlds and british people are like the kings of of this just giving each other shit not yeah. taking anything personal like Junk having fun dark. all the time um, and that's that's how i took it i'm like it was hilarious. And then I text, I messaged Jan after. I was like, he's like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, if you took it personally, I was like, no, this is hilarious. Like, yeah, and thank you for the followers. I got like 200 followers from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's a beautiful story. Well, I'm glad so, I asked that because I, yeah. I was a little concerned. Yeah.
1: So, no, I definitely didn't take it personal at all. Like, I mean, it was just a funny meme as well with the conor mcgregor and no i thought it was hilarious yeah.
0: <laughs> it was really well done the the fact that it was so cheesy edited like with the yep. moving faces like that the, the comedy there is just it was pure yeah genius. so more
1: awesome. more people like now i just get like who are you at like at world 70.3 that's what i got so much like like who, who are, are you, you? yeah a one fun. to start like i got that a few times yeah and then Yan being Yan like the banter again I, I went to nice like i was telling you and uh i posted a a, a video that i was there like some whatever panel of how awesome the, the swim was going to be oh yeah and, I mean, he posted uh, something yeah he dm'd me again he's like want to do a start <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> which i thought was really funny so i shared it and uh people loved yeah. that as well so that yeah was good. for sure that was really really good of him and really funny
0: Yeah, good for you, man. So I'm curious, as you've started to, like, gain some of the, like, following, has that affected you at all? Like, do you have an urge to check social media more to check numbers, or do you just, like, you're saying you don't care what people think, but, like, as far as the gaining in popularity, has that affected you at all?
1: No, not really. I mean, I'd say it's still not, like, (laughs) I'm not, like, that popular at all. Um, It's still a point where I can, like, respond like if people comment like yeah. on that 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 video of the of the sprint finish um I, i'd classify that as kind of viral it's it's at like 700 and whatever 20k views yeah. um i'm i still go in and like respond like if people are asking questions about triathlon or what's going on here what uh, what it is so i love doing that like if i ever do hire someone to manage my accounts or posts or whatever i it's not going to be a full-on like i don't have control i don't have like have it because i want to like i want to be social i want to use social media for for a a tool to to meet people and share like the knowledge that i've gained over these years in the sport because i think that can be a a a great way to help people get like overcome a fear or overcome something that might be scaring them um to get into triathlon
0: yeah that's beautiful man good for you um so forgive me for not knowing but are you talking about the Alcatraz
1: one? No. Uh no there's another one. Um
0: You said it was super early.
1: Yeah, uh, the sorry 70.3 worlds.
0: Oh, the, oh um, yes, duh. I'm so the sorry. sprint finish against
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh his name's Tor, Thor, Thor yeah. if you're from America. Uh Thor, I forget his last name. Um he's on the team BMC okay. squad. Um which was funny cuz I went again at Nice, I I talked to the the BMC guy and i introduced myself and then he like looked at me for a little bit he's like oh you're that guy like f you like as a joke <laughs> 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 like the like the manager or the whatever it wasn't it wasn't thor it was it was the manager of the team bmc i think or maybe someone who just knew the team but yeah, yeah it was pretty funny
0: for sure man so how long have you been a part of uh real triathlon squad now
1: it's been this will be the first year still it feels like i've I been with them for for ages. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just absolutely amazing group yeah. of people. Oh, yeah, uh, you yeah, obviously yeah. talked to Nick recently. Yeah. Um, And Nick's, yeah. What a guy. I mean, he's crazy busy. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. He's a good mentor, good friend. Love being around Nick. Um, I'll be seeing him quite a bit still the rest of the yeah. year. I think we're good. doing the next, two races or three races together. And they yes. actually might be living in St. George for um, two weeks before Indian Wells.
0: Oh, cool, man. Sweet. Yeah. Well, look up for that. It, I have to just talk about Nick for a second. Cause I, I went into that interview with him having done like only like minimal, maybe 30, 40 minutes of research in total. And was just watching social media clips and listened to a couple of the podcasts. And I had him pegged as like a bros, bro, <laughs> kind of like hey what's up I'm awesome these are my muscles and this is my other one but when I got to know him I don't it was just like I was actually completely humbled I was like wow I misjudged this guy so much he had so many deep things to say he was almost shedding tears a few times I came out of that interview in a good way like drained of emotion because it was such like a good emotional roller coaster of hearing all the stuff that he's going through and I was just like I was really blown away by his his character. I was like, yeah, he's a good guy. So I'm super excited for RTS and you being a part of that group.
1: Yeah, and that's like Nick is the type of person you want to have around. Um, just not even in triathlon. Just like a just absolute great guy. Um, he's actually my agent now um, yeah. just because I trust him so much with, with everything. Yeah, um, okay. And then like RTS, we got the pro team. And I'm sure you guys talked about this. We're just mm-hmm. like – invest in rts that's all i have to say we're doing some really great things i we're going to grow the sport of triathlon just 100%. for everyone but then obviously he's in super league now that's going to really help with the like, the olympic development side of, yeah. of triathlon um but yeah we got some really big things coming with rts and i just can't wait to be part of it in the, the years to come yeah
0: yeah i look forward to watching you guys grow it's really been neat doing some of these interviews and hearing how all you guys are so interconnected rts and otherwise it's really neat to see how everybody like knows each other and is pushing for this sport to grow uh it's just a really neat thing to witness yeah well we
1: have it's because nick's built a great team honestly the people we have on the team that's i mean he's picked us for a reason and all of us want to be part of the team as well um like jackson great guy great Mm -hmm. racer just great person so many people i'm I'm, like i can go through everyone jackson Mm -hmm. leslie tamra garrick lisa nick Like uh, Nicole Falcaro. There's just Mm -hmm. uh, so many good people on the team that are just genuine and people you want to have in your life.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I want to go back a little bit more. Um, There was something you said earlier that what this year was kind of like, in a lot of ways, a breakthrough year, because you and your coach were working on some things um, that just were like key pieces that you saw, I guess, kind of come to fruition. What Mm -hmm. were some of those key things?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like we didn't do anything like different, I'd say. It's just it's that delayed, delayed kind of gratification. There were a few things that changed in a way. Um, So I was with James Peterson, my coach, for three years um, in a team environment. We were six to seven of us. I was there for three years. We did New Hampshire and Florida. Um, That was kind of the routine. Florida for the winters um, and then New Hampshire for the rest. Uh, and i kind of after last may left i just needed a bit more uh balance i guess just change things up um so i just went to boulder i have a bunch of friends here um and now i'm kind of doing the boulder tucson routine um, and there, yeah then. so just like i was able to train with a bunch more people uh get in some more group rides um and then just like kind of have a better balance in my life but I, i'd say if if like I needed to answer that with one or two things that really helped it was obviously the consistency i'd always been really consistency in 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 training but just nailed it even more and then we've we've put more emphasis on like the tt bike now that i'm in long course so like Mm -hmm. holding to the position uh getting more aero and then just yeah holding power in in aero like i was until like my last 70.3 or maybe earlier this year I was still just getting crazy sore from races Mm -hmm. um which isn't really good I mean it's just like shows that I had a lot of adapting to do still to racing that distance um and then the other thing was just um looking at the weaknesses physically so my hamstrings we got a little eval and my hamstrings were just crazy weak so I've been lifting a bit more focusing on hamstrings and that translated to not having any more achilles pain i was battling that for a couple years and then some glute pain if i was running fast for some reason now that i'm lifting and working on those hamstrings that's kind of gone away um so just really yeah built a better kind of base um core whatever just physically that's really propelled me to handle more training and and bigger workouts
0: yeah for sure that's awesome um your triathlon coach is that also your strength coach or do you no? i just i
1: self-coach yeah for the for the strength um the emphasis is is like it's the balance of not doing too much to where it affects the uh the other like the swim bike run Mm -hmm. um and he trusts me with that obviously it's kind of been working i'm like i'm quick like i probably only do 20 minutes i'll do like a super set i'll do like um a lot of single leg stuff like um leg press ham curl something else something else and then i'll do that three three times or so and then some sort of core routine yeah um and i'm in and out in like yeah 20 minutes and i think it's it's i could probably benefit i'll probably like we'll play with that this off season a bit longer um but that's only because my intensity on the bike probably won't be i won't be doing these hard workouts so i can afford to do those harder lifts yeah but i've done like sessions where it's like 45 to an hour in the weight room and i just it just didn't seem sustainable like i was just always so tired
0: yeah it's such a different feeling like from running 20 miles and then you know that's it there's a tired and soreness but then doing like an hour in the gym lifting like especially leg day it's like another completely different exhaustion i haven't been able to like peg it to anything else endurance wise
1: Right, you're right. And lifting, I mean, it's not for everyone. Not there's a lot of people who don't lift, yeah. and like world class athletes that don't lift. And I'd say mine's of definitely a mix between building strength and, mm-hmm. and injury prevention. I think everyone probably should do stuff for injury prevention. Yeah. Um, like whatever your PT says, or there's so much good stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, for me, that's it's been a good balance, and um, I'll probably play around with with lengthening it and i always change like you know i do whatever four or five weeks of uh exercise and then rotate and adapt it for sure um to something else but yeah seems mm-hmm. to be working
0: yeah good for you are you still a stages sponsored athlete
1: i yeah i am still okay. a stages um so th- they do the power meters and mm-hmm. the head unit and yeah it's been good I, i've used quite a few um pedal based power meters. Uh, I was on power tap before this year and then, which is the move. Like I think stages would like, if you have multiple direction. bikes, go yeah. for a pedal. Um, cause unless you want to buy whatever, three power meters or two power meters. Um, but yeah, so stages helped. And then that allowed me to then go for a, a better kind of pedal that gave me more clearance and was not as heavy.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So you did not go to the Olympic trials, correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Done with, uh, yep, not on that. So, that was so for triathlon, there isn't really an Olympic trials, there's the like the test event. Oh, you're dying. No, we're good, we got 10%. Okay, (laughs) so yeah, the Olympic test event was the goal like always until like I don't even know. So, that was just that just happened. So, if those like races in Chile would have gone really, really well, I probably would have obviously stayed with the short course stuff, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fun to watch. I mean being part of super league, um, obviously like I did the Toulouse one and then I'm part of like r t s the the long course team, mm-hmm. but I, so I still like and the, I'm good friends with all these guys yeah, um so it's it's um it's like fun being part of of super league because I get to see them and cheer for them in person, or at yeah. least I did in Malibu um and like that was my first time meeting Morgan, so. Yeah. He's a he's a great guy and it's a goofy guy, but it's exciting yeah. seeing like him. He already auto qualified, and then he'll know yeah, he's got just gonna focus on the Olympics.
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, so because your phone's dying, we'll wrap up here in just a second. I have um two more questions.
1: Yeah, it, I got ten percent. It should. It's a new phone. It should last a couple yeah, of yeah, hours. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, so.
0: I noticed that you said you went to St. Mary's. That was the private school, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Elementary through eighth grade. Did like, you
0: grow up in like a religious, like spiritually focused household?
1: Yeah. Uh, we were Catholic growing up, went to church every Sunday mm-hmm. until probably high schoolish.
0: Okay. Probably so going you, every Sunday as a family. Yeah. Are you still like, would you consider yourself a religious or quote unquote spiritual person now?
1: No, I'm I'm not not going to church like yeah. every Sunday. Um, so no. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's a good answer. Do you yeah. think? Do you ever miss any aspect of that life?
1: I mean, I like I. I mean, not really. I mean, yeah. I uh, like spending time with family is very important to me. Sure. Um, so that our family was doing it, so I'm going with my family. Um, again, I had friends there. And then I think like if doing what you can to help those who are, are less fortunate, who are in a, a not as good place is like, you don't have to be religious to, to believe in that. Yeah, um, 100%. So giving back. And, and I think that's where my family is now. I mean, my, my parents still go every once in a while. And, but we're always like, we have that core value and my parents have put that on me, that core value of if, if you can and if you have the means and the ability to help someone, um, who's in a is going through a hard time or who needs help, needs help overcoming like a death in the family or whatever. Be there for them. Just do what you can.
0: Yeah. Those are great values for sure. And it comes through with your character too. Like I, I, the reason I poked around a little bit, the private school stuff is I was wondering in the beginning if it was like a, a religious affiliation organization or something like that. So that's why I asked that question, but yeah, thanks for sharing. Um, so stupid question time. (laughs) <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. It, I think. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is postponing all of his scheduled tour dates this year until 2024, as he takes time to recover from a peptic ulcer disease. Any thoughts on that?
1: No, no thoughts. What? What is the? What's the? disease, you
0: said? Peptic ulcer disease. See, I didn't actually read this either. I just did this because people were giving me crap because I didn't ha- ask any stupid questions. So I'm starting to try to do this. <laughs> but for those who want to know, peptic ulcer disease is a break in the inner lining of the stomach, the first part of the small intestine, or sometimes the lower esophagus. So basically, you get an ulcer in your stomach, and it's called a gastric ulcer, and it turns into worse things. Okay. That's,
1: well, sounds right. like... It's probably the right move to take yeah. a little break and yeah. take care of your body. <laughs>
0: Bruce, I don't even know who Bruce Springsteen is, and that's probably <laughs> terrible. There's a link. to Who is Bruce? He's a singer, right? Yes. Bruce Springsteen. He was a part of the... I don't even know. Do you know?
1: Well, we can Google it. Give the people what they want.
0: I'm Googling it. Uh, american singer songwriter nicknamed the boss so i guess he has his just own singer songwriter somebody's gonna tell me that i'm an idiot Oops. after this but stupid
1: yeah. question no background context no background knowledge of the <laughs> yeah the person <first. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. what i've actually been doing if anyone reads do you read like the morning brew I should.
1: That's another weakness I need to work on is Education. being more informed about like, the world. Yeah. Helpful current news.
0: The, the morning brew is pretty good. I used to do just NPR, but over time they've become just more and more leaning all, only one way. Like I wouldn't consider them in middle of the road anymore. And the morning brew is starting to do the same thing. They used to be so neutral. And now it's uh-huh. just like you can tell what's being pushed. I'm like, come on. I just want to know like yeah. give me the facts and that's it. But
1: yeah. Anyway, now I read I the tempo a though. lot. You heard of the yeah. tempo? The, the tempo, as in like tempo Matt Sharp. Tempo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go check yeah. It out. Go sign up. Matt, Sh- Matt Sharp's a great guy. I saw him. I see him almost every day. Actually, we swim around the same time.
0: Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're in Boulder too, right?
1: Yep. And then actually, we got back from uh, I got back from Malibu the same time he got back from New York City try. So okay. we were talking while we were waiting for our bikes at the at Denver nice. Airport.
0: Nice. How much percent you have on your phone? Cause I have another question.
1: Good. 8%. Oh, we're so Lots good. Yeah,
0: we're going to be good. here for, for years. <laughs> um, so my wife and I, so my wife is graduating, uh, from grad school, nurse practitioner. Um, we have been considering moving somewhere like outside of Bend or maybe outside of Boulder just for the stuff that I'm doing now. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to intermingle a little bit more with like this industry is Boulder realistic can you find a place to live that's not like here's your 300 square foot flat for four thousand a month (laughs)
1: um i i don't think it's reasonable but that's that's i'm looking from my you know yeah lens my budget lens um i mean it's a great place it's it's an interesting place for sure um i'm obviously just talking and meeting with the boulder athletes and stuff yeah, cause you, you know, just moved
0: I'm, there, right? Like not long. Well, ago. I mean, I don't
1: have a lease anywhere. I would, okay. People ask me this, like, where do you live? And I'm like, ah, nowhere really. I, mean, I live. <laughs> I, currently, I am in Boulder, um, yeah. but I don't like I don't have a lease anywhere. I'm yeah. like right now I'm in I'm house sitting for someone, nice. um, watching their cat named Klondike. Um Klondike. And then at the end of the month, I'll go race and then go to Saint George. And then I'll go to Tucson and then maybe do it all over again. But yeah, okay. just bounce around. Um, don't want to train with the winter. But if you're into winter winter sports, like this place does awesome. have it all, in my opinion. Yeah. You got skiing, obviously. You got cross-country skiing. You got snowshoeing. And yeah. then obviously in the summer and the fall, it's just absolutely perfect training. You got mm-hmm. altitude. You got climbs for riding, yeah. uh, mountain bikes. You got flats for TT. Um, I have heard really good things about Bend from Eric and Paula. Yeah. um that's actually at altitude as well the yeah. only thing i hate is scary. smoke like yeah that's for... interesting that too yeah yeah but i'd say we've been pretty lucky here um there hasn't been much smoke since may and yes. then Same. bend i think has been getting smoke but again it just like hit yeah. or miss but it does seem to be happening more
0: yeah yeah it's true we actually here in the south so i'm in chattanooga tennessee we had like two weeks this summer where there was like bat- from all the canada stuff but usually yeah, it doesn't i remember come that. down it came down deep and i was like what is this stuff like yeah
1: like te- like terribly high was it aqi
0: yeah, uh-huh. AQI. Yeah, it was like up in one sixties, one seventies, like and you can see it. It that. looked like an industrial sector in China. Like it was intense. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't mess with that. So that's I hate the, the smoke and yeah. So I'm going inside. Um if I obviously that helps I, I'm guessing, yeah. like if you have your filter on your air conditioning. Yeah. Um but yeah, Bend, Colorado. I mean it's a great community of, of people here. Like if you go out, so Tom Watson's like the go to place. Mm-hmm. um to for long runs and group rides and all these things um if you go there in the summer like the parking lot's full there's like 200 cars there's yeah. just like you'll see i probably saw like 300 people out on the bike last saturday wow just group rides uh just other groups r- yeah. like just randoms uh but yeah just so active here even on like a rainy day you'll see people out there just yeah just because it's a lifestyle it's not like they're work. like they're working out yes but it's they yeah. want to be outside which yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, No, know. Living in those types of lifestyle environments is really great. Um, when you go down to Tucson, are you planning on just kind of doing your own thing or do you you think you'll connect with some of the other Tucson boys and girls?
1: Yeah, definitely connect. We uh, I was there last winter with uh, this guy, Robbie Deckard and Amy Seimerman and Elliot Bach, if you know okay. any of them. Um, I'll be with them again and we'll be adding two more people to that. So we ended up getting a big house um, still on that like, Go for cheap rent over yep. kind of having your own space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, so we'll yep, do that again. athlete life. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, but Sam Long's down there, and he lives pretty mm-hmm. close to where we are. And he was very, very welcoming to. He had a little group as well, so we would swim with them. And Elliot was joining them for for rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a lot of people who come down because they get they'll come down for maybe a few weeks um, for a camp to like I guess February it gets pretty rough here in Boulder for training. Mm-hmm. um so people come down and then it's really fun because yeah just enjoying the the sunny arizona environment and yeah yeah, that now that we're down there it's like when there's more people down there more people are willing to come down as well uh i guess so we'll host people if we have room um but yeah it's definitely better training with people
0: yeah for sure that's awesome well if i do end up coming out there it'd be fun to you guys as you go by and do a thousand miles an hour
1: no so you'd be surprised for me i like my easy days are easy like i'm going yeah. very easy and i i found that that's best especially on the run yeah. Like take those easy days easy because the benefit you get from going just like whatever so i'll run like eight flat on easy days seven thirty 30 to eight flat per mile um yeah. just like time on the feet it, it's doing exactly what you need it to do yeah. There's no point in running like 7:30 or sorry like 6:30, six flat a gray zone for me. I just don't feel good from it, and then it ends up affecting my key workouts.
0: Yeah. What's your max heart rate these days?
1: I think my max ever might be like 195 or something running. Okay. I think maybe one something like that. Yeah. I'm having some heart rate issues. Uh, I need to get that figured out. My coach has been getting on me. He's like, "What's going on? get that yeah get that shit fixed like it's going
0: too high type of thing
1: (laughs) like the heart rate monitor is broken
0: oh okay. i got you i got you not
1: actual heart issues like with training but just like uh yeah the the actual like device (laughs)
0: yeah i actually have a question too and this is more of a selfish question if your phone's not dead yet um no we're good
1: six see i'm telling you this battery life is
0: (laughs) yeah it's next level it's gonna go an hour um so when I, like I train most of the time, I keep my heart rate, like zone two, we're looking at like 135 at the low end, like hard track workouts. Like I'm averaging 155, 156. Every time I go to race, 70.3 Olympic, it doesn't matter. And I did like a trail race this weekend. I'm hitting like 178 and I'm holding that like for a long time, which it if I get too high, I'll start to cramp and it's not great in the gut and stuff like that. But when you race do you also like are you pushing the red line or getting close to it when you get to the race or do you pull it back intentionally and like sacrifice power just to keep heart rate down like how do you approach that
1: um i actually don't race with heart rate during yeah during the race no heart rate yeah Yeah. um i mean i think there's a a time for like knowing when you should like back off a little during the race for your like for yourself but for me like with the dynamics of the race, usually most of the time like you gotta freaking go with them on the bike, yeah. especially. Uh, yeah. unless it's like super, super early in the bike or um depending on who it is that's passing you. Uh so I don't really have a good answer for that. It's um Maybe I'll quit yeah, racing I, with a heart rate monitor. I think yeah. I think you gotta decide like where you are in the race. Um, and know that you like you still have a run and, and if you crush yourself too much, you know, maybe it yeah. it is a, a, a negative on the run, but Uh, like for for the pro field like if you're staying there are still groups at that legal drafting Mm -hmm. distance of 12 meters so it is worth it could be worth going above your normal race pace to be with that group because in the end it it might be a a net positive like faster
0: yeah yeah it's a balance sometimes the best runs i've had have been off of like a hard bike so it, it just depends on the day but yeah cool man awesome
1: but that would be a good question for my coach um, or a coach in general, yeah. um, that the heart rate stuff and because I mean I probably should. It would be interesting to race with a heart rate, but it's just another thing to wear. Yeah, um, like I Heard already don't really half don't, a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like like any like the tight suits sometimes, especially if yeah. it's hot. So like having another. I mean I obviously train with a heart rate all the time, but yeah I prefer just. Yeah, I oh, think most feel sometimes.
0: Do you, you just have a watch, or do you even run with a watch? Do you just go by feel?
1: For for the seventy point three stuff, I'll just yeah grab my watch. I'm looking in at transition. my wrist, which doesn't even have a watch on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll grab a watch in transition, heading out for the run. Yeah, uh, I don't swim with it, and I don't yeah bike with it. I will have the bike computer on yeah. like auto pause, so then when you start moving your bike, it automatically yeah runs
0: yeah. So with your watch, though, do you, like, are you fiddling with it, like, scrolling down to run, start, or you already have it set, like...
1: Yeah, it's set, so all I do is click, like, it's a Garmin, so you click yeah. the play button and then it finds satellite, but as long as you, like, find satellite, well, the I'll first... just find it while I'm in transition, because yeah. for 70.3s, a lot of times you're leaving your watch overnight, but as long as it's, oh, it's found satellite, but, like, recently, um, it's pretty quick, yeah. um, but for for, like, I mean, I know people on Strava appreciate that I upload it, but honestly, it's a lot of it's for like a cue for nutrition. I'll take yeah. a drink every day. So every beep, I'll take a, a nutrition. So, you know, if it starts, whatever, a hundred meters late, it's it's not the worst thing.
0: Yeah. How many grams are you throwing down? Are you more of like the ketosis mixture kind of a guy these days?
1: <laughs> I, I I haven't taken those ketone things. Um, is that Maybe. what you're talking about? Yeah, you like are you
0: – Well, I could, what I'm really asking is like how many grams are you trying to take per hour? Because some guys I've talked to – I talked to one guy before I did Wisconsin because I thought my issue with nutrition was I wasn't taking enough. And he's like, I'm taking 140 grams an hour. And I was like, I did the mass weight ratios. And I was like, okay, that's like 80 for me. Well, I did Augusta with 80, and I vomited like <laughs> you would not believe. I actually trigger vomited one of the pro women that I was running <laughs> with behind me, and she vomited probably because oh, I vomited. No. So I was like, okay, this is clearly way too much. Like so, how many grams per hour? I did. And...
1: Yeah, this is good. So on the top of my head, because uh, Precision Hydration, um, shameless plug there, the nutrition company that sponsors me. Yeah, uh, they'll be posting my nutrition stuff from Worlds. But That's... on the bike, I did 115 per hour grams of carbs per hour, and then um, so that would be whatever 230. Um, or I think I biked 202, and mm-hmm. then on the run, I was actually pretty high. Uh, I was 100 per hour. I think I got a hundred and just over a hundred uh, grams you, in.
0: Do you feel hungry, and you're like, "I'm taking this," or you're like, "I'm gonna vomit. I have to eat this."
1: Thankfully, no. Um, I rarely have I felt like that with like need to vomit, can't take this last gel. But I, I just practice. I just found gels that work for me, and then practice it. So, in long run and long rides, I'm practicing that race race day nutrition. And it seems to work. For the run, I've my go to is honestly the maple syrup. Um, it's so dense and it's you just like take a little Actually, sip. maple syrup for race day. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm actually right next to my fridge. Um, grab it. This is yeah, this is one that I would buy. This is from Costco. Yeah. Um, I've seen I think Lionel they're twelve bucks. So as actually as well. this is like the best carb dollar per carb um, thing you can do. Um, But for the run, yeah, I'll put it in a little running flask I'm I'm so close to everything
0: Yeah, no, grab it This is great, this is gonna make great
1: reels (laughs) So, I'll do this It's like a little uh, running flask That normally goes in like a running belt Yeah. So I'll fill this with um, Like 80 grams of carbs Weighted
0: grams actually equals grams per hour Right, like
1: Sorry, 80 grams of carbs Which is I think 4 tablespoons of maple syrup Something like right. that. And then I'll do a packet of Precision Hydration. It has like 750 milligrams of sodium and also 15 grams of carbs. And then the rest with water. So every K, I'm just sipping on this. Um, oh, and then so I'll you mix
0: the Precision 1500 with uh
1: With this, yeah. Because right. Precision doesn't have sodium in their, in their gels.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I'll take one gel, 100, yeah. 100 milligram uh, caffeine, 30 gram carb as well so that gets me to my just over 100 grams per yeah. hour or 100 grams for the whole run i guess
0: yeah and your runs like hour and 10 and, minutes or less
1: yeah i did 110 at worlds and then one uh just over 109 trying to catch lionel and trevor at uh, oregon
0: that's amazing
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean if i'm coming off the bike five minutes down i gotta run that fast but yeah. hopefully soon not coming off the bike that far down dude
0: you keep working your hamstrings and start squatting six times your weight you'll be fine (laughs) there we go
1: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah everything like especially worlds and other races this year just got me really excited for like the the workouts and bike workouts and stuff um just the the potential for what what i don't know could happen yeah Yeah, it's good motivator for me
0: (laughs) yeah i'm excited uh one other question if you're not in like three percent we're good okay sweet this will probably be actually the last one um for precision hydration so i'm going to be actually interviewing andy next month nice Um, andy blow yeah uh super nice guy great team they sent me like i felt like a legit podcast when they sent me all this Mm -hmm. stuff because they're like here you can read up on this and here's some logos and here's some pictures and then they sent me a box of a bunch of free stuff and i was like oh man this is great um but i'm curious do you know why they don't put sodium in with their gels is it just because that's how they set it up i guess that's a good question for andy but.
1: yeah it's a great question for andy let's see if my response checks out with his um it would make to me it makes sense not to do sodium and you add your own based on how much you're like sodium you're losing because yeah. it's so personal so i got tested i'm losing just about 1100 milligrams of sodium per hour um, on the run or I, on
0: the bike or both
1: uh just in general um i guess it's standard like it doesn't really change. Depending. I did each,
0: actually, my test, so I was curious. If oh, you, you were, were different.
1: Said. Mine was, like, this little test you put on your forearm, and yep. then they plug it into this machine.
0: Okay. Is that I did what something did? similar. Well, so I did the uh, – it's called, like, Levelin. They basically give you two samples where you put stuff on your arm, but then you stick it in a test tube. But I did, like, a four-hour bike ride and, like, a two-hour, 20-mile run. The temperatures and humidities were pretty much the same, but I lose a lot more on the run than I do on mm-hmm. the bike by, like – I think it was – 1400 an hour on the bike and when i was running it was like almost two two k
1: and that's sodium or, or sodium. liquid weight okay
0: no it's actually sodium yeah okay. i lost i was actually hypo hypo anemic or whatever
1: yeah that's a ton two thousand um yeah. yeah so that's a great question for andy I, I think it's mostly because then you can add you can be very precise with the amount of sodium that you like need um yeah. personally because it's it can be so different for for certain yeah. people
0: are you doing St. Anthony's next year?
1: I hope so. Yeah. I love that race. Um, they have a really, really good community of like homestays. Like, uh, well, just great community, but they also have homestays, just great families that love to support these triathletes coming in. Um, so that's become a staple like everywhere I go and I have these homestays, I like can't pass up that race again. So St. George, I have this amazing family that I've stayed with twice. So it's like, I can't, I can't not go to that race now because I want to see this family too and reconnect with them. Um, And I had a great homestay in Oregon. So it's just like, yeah, I got to do St. Anthony's and it makes sense with the calendar. Um, It's early season, great opener probably. Um, And it's an Olympic distance with good prize money. And then I have to defend my Alcatraz title. Yes,
0: 100%, cool. Well, I hope to see you down at St. Anthony's. I, I was there this year and I hung out with a few people and that's where I kind of got the idea to start this thing when I met Evan Price and a few other guys. Um, I don't know if you know him, but yeah, yeah.
1: I, I know Evan actually, and I listened to um your guys' podcast or this, okay. a few clips of it. So yeah, sweet, yeah. Sweet. he's a great guy. I bet he'll, he'll probably do some of the races at the end of the year, right? Did he say if he's doing Cabo or Indian Wells? Uh, he's
0: doing Indian Wells. I'm pretty sure like 90% sure. I yeah. That one's going to be ago.
1: a party. Um, Oh, dang. Okay. We're on
0: 1%. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for coming on. Um, everybody, Mark Dubrick, we'll link everything in the show notes and so you can go follow him and give him lots of money for sponsorships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it was great. Money is not uh, a necessity, but, yeah, come say hi. I'm always uh, here to answer your questions and uh, get to know more people. For
0: sure. Sweet. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys so much for checking in and tuning in to this podcast with Mark Dubrick. Huge shout out to Mark. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Third time is the charm and it was just an awesome experience getting to know you a little bit better as a person. Got to say, if you guys haven't met Mark and you do meet him in person... You're in for a real treat uh, just an honor to get to know him So if you've made it to this point in the podcast just want to say thank you so much for checking it out uh, If you have a moment whether you're on Apple podcast or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast If you would give it a like or review um, Maybe even ask some questions if you're on the Spotify channel uh, It really does help us out as we continue to grow this and um, Figure out what in the world we're doing because I'll be honest I most of the time don't know exactly what I'm doing um, also want to do a huge shout out for the Rudy Project. Um, thank you, Mike, for hooking us up. If you guys want to save 35% on anything and everything Rudy Project, you can click the link in the description to set up an ambassador account, and immediately you will get 35% off of everything. Let me just say, some of their helmets are $400 plus, and if you do 30% of that, that's a lot of money, like 100 bucks or more. So go and check them out. Also, thank you to Trek Shorts for um, supporting this podcast. All right. I think that's about it. Um, really appreciate all you guys taking a listen and we will catch you in the next one.